0: blue what do you do we got stories to see you through that time of the month that time of the month need a fix come get your kicks we got tales by kooky chicks that time of the month Anyways, so let's bring out our next reader. He's a good friend of Melanie, and he is currently doing her adjustment in the back. Um, He's a chiropractor. His, uh, although he walked in, he said, uh, when people ask me that, I say, damn, I'm glad I'm not a urologist, which I think is a great joke. Anyways, let's bring out Mr. Chad McClellan. I, this is a, <clears throat> sorry, a testament to my tattoo. You know how in movies with uh, awesome climaxes that lead to unforgettable happy endings, when the author and the videographer and the cinematographer and the audience are all of one mind, the hero steps up to the microphone, takes that big deep breath, looking out over his brothers and sisters, then you see that change in his posture, that look in his eyes, created unmistakably, got bought, got by God Almighty himself. And he takes his prepared speech, he rips it to shreds with the gusto and bravado of a legion of the Roman army. Well, you know what? You won't get that with me here tonight. Instead, you get to hear about my parents and a couple of aunts finding out about my tattoos. There's no hero, there's no gusto, there's no look besides my own totally introverted ground staring. I don't even think there's a climax, and there's sure as hell is no ending, uh, because six years later I'm still enduring the disdain of my elders for my ink. Uh, so, where to begin? I was raised in a very southern, very conservative, very rural home. In other words, we're sort of like Beverly Hillbillies, uh, minus the Beverly. We weren't naive people by any standard. Uh, we were well-traveled, my dad was retired by the time he was 57, we were just unwavering on some social issues like if you read anything else except the King James Version of the Bible you were going straight to hell and if you got a tattoo you were going straight to hell or at least to the gates of hell because just plain hell might not be sufficient maybe more like the DMV or Green Hills traffic at Christmas time as an aside Jennifer my wife usually tells this story and what I mean by that is she asked me to tell the story listens in an agitated state for maybe 17 seconds then tells the story yourself. So if you look away for a second and the blonde with blue eyes and big boobs is standing in my place, help me back up. <laughs> Thanks. Or just call me Kate. Anyway, I think the best advice I ever got from a tattoo artist is that once you've figured out what you want to permanently put on your body go away and think about it. Then once you've done that go away and think about it some more. Lastly, if you're still hyped about it at that point, take a Sharpie, draw it on your child, or someone else's child, and see how you like looking at it from a distance. I made that last part up, but it's really not that bad of idea, especially if your kids go to school in East Nashville. My first tattoo was my wedding ring. I used to do wilderness racing back when I thought I was tough. It's basically mapping a course in the wilderness than finding your way by water, rope, mountain bike, or just bushwhacking. I never wore my ring because, number one, I didn't want it to be cut off if I broke my finger, and two, I didn't want it to cut off my finger if it was caught on something tougher than me. Thus, no big deal hiding that ink, just cover it up with a metal ring when not darting through the forest. The next tattoo, though, was a bit more of a big deal. Not big in terms of size, The artist had to shrink the drawing three times to finally fit it on my bicep. It was big in terms of what it means to me, and in terms of unless I wear long-sleeved shirts for the rest of my life, everyone's going to see it. This one declares that I'm a believer, just like my parents, if they were 30 years younger and regularly ate at a barista parlor. It's the Ichthus fish, the Jesus fish, Uh, but mine is meamed up a bit to better match my personality. Above it, written in Aramaic, is the phrase Jesus freak, which I think wins me some kind of uh, Christian hipster award. A few weeks after I'd been inked up, some of my family was in town to watch our boys playing in various sports tournaments. Nervous about them discovering my secret, I wondered to myself, what would Jesus do? As badly as I wanted them, long white robes were out of the question. So instead, I wore those uh, three-quarter length baseball jerseys, and I was successful for about a day and a half. I'm not sure if I am even really an actor in this story, Uh, more of a fixture, a prop, maybe a pawn. This story deserves so much more preamble than actual story because seriously, I mentally checked out for most of the weekend they visited and that Jennifer, my lovely wife, (coughs) dealt with most of the repercussions. I may have been born in 1969, but I am embarrassed to say when the people that brought me into this world and raised me are around, I'm at best 17 and more likely 12. <laughs> I finally regressed into that inner child. I was quieter than normal, staring at my feet, fumbling between games between Marfisboro and Brentwood, and certainly not raising my arms to cheer, stretch, or sniff to see if my deodorant had failed. <laughs> then it happened. In between games, between the innings, between the sun and moon and colliding. Who knows, who cares? I was walking over to the dugout from the stands when one of my aunts squilled. She squilled and lifted my sleeve a bit. Many, many questions. What have you done? What is that? What did you do that? That's so ugly, that is so nasty, that is so nasty ugly. Actually, I know it's not a question. I thought it was a bug crawling on you. I thought you'd burned yourself. Now, maybe I wish you would have burned yourself. Well, I said, I got a tattoo. And their collective look said, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Except I don't think they said those words. Maybe, it was doubtful. Maybe again, I don't know. What I'm absolutely positive of, though, is that I do not recall my response at all. It may have been, you know what, people? My body, my rules. Or turn the other cheek. And I doubt I had the nerve to say anything like that. And plus, that could get weird in the context of tattooing. I simply cannot picture any of them with Mick Jagger lips tattooed on their butt. I do remember what happened next, though. I left and fled to the ultimate Frisbee game. Jennifer and my family headed to lunch, where she spent most of the lunch protecting and supporting and arguing for me. I love her. My parents' arguments, she said, boiled down to two compelling points. Number one, it's gross. Number two, the Bible says not to do it. Sure, if you get it done in the back alley with sharpened Kentucky fried chicken bones, poking cadaver ashes into your epidermis, (laughs) number one might be a reasonable response. But because I did it in the sterile environment of a health inspector certified tattoo parlor, I disregarded that argument. The second, though, had a little bit more sway, at least to those who aren't paying attention to scripture. Essentially, according to people like my parents, there's a spot in the Old Testament that says, in one way or another, hey, don't mark yourself up. The only problem with that is they tend to ignore a spot later in the New Testament that uh, says, hey, loosen up on what we said earlier. It's just a tattoo, and it's likely going to involve some Jesus stuff anyway. What criminal doesn't have John 3.16 written across his back? And I know that doesn't really help my case. <laughs> those same people also tend to forget the other things the writer forbids us from doing. In that same section, for example, not wearing clothes made of different materials. Sorry, Dad, it's time to throw away all those wrinkle-resistant golf shor- shirts. And Mom, no more underwear bras for you. I, you know, wait, never mind, Mother. You can keep those bad girls all locked up. <laughs> There's a rule about planting different seeds in one field, a.k.a. no more suburban far- farming. Bye-bye, Nashville's trendy farm-to-table movement. And then there's this doozy. You know that time of the month? In this show, I know, it's, it's not actually written in the Bible. But if you're on your period, you're supposed to live out back in a tent until you're clean again. And I wonder how many preachers have ended up outside in a tent themselves explaining that one. <laughs> in the end, we all choose our own arguments. I'm all right with having one thing we disagree about. They still love me. I love them. But I still want my tattoos, though. Because once you get one, you want more. My next one will probably be a tad less religious. Most likely, it's going to be a pinup of Jennifer. And the great thing is, she doesn't think it's gross at all. She's all in. Thinks it's cute, maybe even a little hot. The only downside I can foresee is, I just think I will be really uncomfortable with her father staring at me. Thank you. Uh, good night, now you heard, go spread the word. They're funny, smart, and so absurd. Happens every month, it's the neatest story.